Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the RSL Show on KSL Sports. I'm Andy, that's Josh, that's Alex, and that's Isaac. What's up guys? How are you guys doing? She's so great. How's All it right. going? He's already yawning. Yeah, he's yawning. He's done. <laughs> we did a cool episode before this, so we're going to recap uh, the results. Nice pose there, Josh. Skin comfortable. Way to sit there. Nice shirt. Did you wear this shirt for the previous interview? No, I just hadn't changed from work. Nah, looks great. Yeah. Okay, um, let's uh, talk about... Real Salt Lake's performance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, too, I mean, honestly, did anyone expect any different? Well, and, and no. Did you? No, because and, and on our, on our what's it called, predictions or whatever, we both said it was going to be a loss. Yeah. 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 I, you know, we do have a quote-unquote good record in Seattle the last couple matches. Two years. But it's not to say they were good matches, right? Right. You know, Seattle seems to have found the Seattle way. Uh, we saw that w- with what they did against Colorado, who is still a bad team, right? We're two goals better than them. But, you know, I wasn't wholly impressed with what I saw in Vancouver, especially on the pit, on the, on the turf pitch. Um, and I didn't really expect anything different or better in Seattle. If I'm being completely honest, I, you know, it's not to say we're going to have a bad year or anything like that, but, I, I just did not expect a result for us. Um, the one I'm really looking forward to is obviously the home opener to see how we perform at home. That's that's going to be the bigger tell, but just not surprised at our performance uh, in Seattle. And honestly, seeing Julio you know, in the lineup as the striker again, it, it's demoralizing, man. No, and I, I think Saturday's game against uh, – this past Saturday's game against Seattle – I think it was more of a testament to where Seattle is out versus where we're at because obviously we we saw the same issues that we saw in Vancouver come up again in Seattle and it's definitely like game two type type you know issues. Seattle looks like they're a team that's already in mid mid season yeah, form. It makes no sense, but uh, you're completely right. They look like they've been playing in Concacaf. Right. It's like the opposite happened, right? In Concacaf, 
last year when they should have been in quote unquote midseason form, they looked horrible in MLS play. But now that they're not, they they look great. It's perplexing. But yeah, good no, for it, them. Right, and it's 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 we could def- we definitely know what we need to work on it. And I I believe a lot of our issues stem from that midfield. I don't know if it's different. Way Pablo expects them to do different things in the midfield this year compared to what last year. I don't know if how much Ruiz's absence has to do with that. I don't know how much Jasper's absence had to do with that, but it's the same issues that we saw in Vancouver just keep continue to pop up against Seattle, and Seattle just picked it apart the entire game. Absolutely, and again, you know, I'm I'm not seeing. I don't want to start slander already, but I'm not seeing RSL make adjustments. Right. You know, throughout the entire match, it feels like. We've picked our game plan, and we're sticking through that game plan through hell or high water. Yeah. And that's concerning. What else uh, What else did Real Salt Lake get wrong in Seattle? What do you think? I think it, it, it's very apparent that Seattle uses the wings to attack a lot. Those That Rodon brother link-up is phenomenal. Alex and Christian Rodon, they're two really, really good players, and I think we kind of... I don't think we defended that wing as well as we probably should have. And I think that a lot has to do with throwing in Caldwell into that position because, and, and not, not that Caldwell had a bad game or anything, because I don't think he did that bad, but just the, the speed and the cover on that wing is kind of what, what got us. Both those crosses came in from Alex Roldan to set up the goals. And I think, I don't know. I just want to say in a position where Pablo Ruiz is probably there, has a little bit more speed, can probably close that flank down a little bit more. Maybe it's a different result, but at the same time, like it's something that you knew was coming. It's something that you knew Chris, Christian and Alex Rodon were going to be there, but I don't feel like we really adjusted to that. Or I don't know. Maybe don't send both of your you know right and left back bombing down the field. That or that the entire too. match for that right. Like again, adjustments. It, sure, that might be the way you want to play. But sometimes you have to adjust to your opponent, especially on their home field. And we came out swinging very well. I think the first like ten minutes of the match, we came out on the front foot, and we it seemed like we were going to have a good game. But then it's Seattle who made the adjustments that needed to be made. They adjusted mm-hmm. to how RSL was playing, and then after that, RSL couldn't hit on the transition. They couldn't get out. It was just bombard after bombard of Seattle attacks, and we did we didn't really do anything to adjust to that. Right, and again. Just like in Vancouver, I feel like we have a hard time breaking from the pressure when we're when we're under an attack like that, right? We have a hard time, you know, controlling the ball when we when we intercept a pass or a cross, and, and we can't seem to break free from that. It, it's like once we're under a press, we're stuck under that press until there's a foul or you know the ball goes out for a goal kick, etc. Yeah, and that's that's a lot on the defensive end, and I think on the offensive end, we need to work a lot more in uh tr- in transitioning into from defense to attack and i think we it we just didn't see enough balls get played to Savarino. we didn't see enough balls get played to demir that connection between the midfield and the forwards it will going from defense to midfield to forward it just isn't there right now so hypothetical demir missed all of last year right yeah are we struggling to adjust to life with demir again i think so i think i want to say that's what it is because he was kind of just Demir was super invisible the entire time, and I don't know, I don't know if it's just the different cohesive in the midfield with him being there, having a different role than say Savarino had last year when he was playing that position. I think that might be it. I think they just need to get used to Ojeda. Like, let's say for example, Ojeda having that six role, and then Ruiz having that eight role, and then Demir having that ten role. Whether the 
and just have that cohesiveness in the midfield because right now it just seems very miscommunication, right? Like, miscommunicated. Good guys don't seem like to be where they don't seem to be where they need to be, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. I think Ojeda was tr- is trying to free roam a little too much in trying to take that Pablo, what usually Pablo Ruiz does. Right. And I don't know if that's going to be the best position for him because he just, ha- he's just seemed a little bit lost in that. Sure. He needs to be the more, the more defensive guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once until Ruiz comes back, right. Obviously you're not going to have Caldwell be the offensive guy, right. Caldwell's going to sit back, but it, yeah, it, we just need Ruiz back and we need Lawful send off suspension. Yeah. There's, there's no connection right now between the midfield and, and either the, def- the defense and the midfield and, and the forwards. Well, it seems like this has been an issue for years. So anyway, yeah. So the first half, uh, Seattle Sounders go up one zero, thirty fifth minute uh, header to Jordan Morris, <laughs> which I absolutely hate, dude. <laughs> the homegrown you know from hell. You know what, Andy? I dislike him more than Wando. Really? Really? I think I do. I don't know why. That's so weird that you hate the like one of like the highest goal scoring or probably most goal scoring. Uh, forward attackers ever in the league because yeah, they all came Jordan, against rsl though wando because <laughs> they all came against rsl are you a wandalowski <laughs> fan alex i liked him i like him i love yeah, him I you him. do you like wando i'm indifferent honestly okay he's he's all right <laughs> all right that's like that's what someone who doesn't know Wondolowski would say. yeah i guess so he's he's a good, yeah, yeah, guy. He was a good player he's, i guess like so. a, he seemed like a nice guy yeah yeah uh, so Jordan Morris, yeah, 35th minute, um, just gets his head on it. And uh, I hate that the goals come from Jordan Morris against Real Salt Lake, it seems like, frequently. Well, and then on that goal, it just bad defending all around. Yeah. Just right in between two two defenders, between Brody and Glad, like no one's picking him up. And they're not marking anybody else. Did you guys see the, uh, who was it? Was it Matt Doyle that uh, tweeted the video and said it was like beautiful soccer, the play yeah. leading up to it? Mm-hmm. Mm, I have to disagree because it was like a deflection back out to the wing and then it was uh, a kick in. Like it wasn't. I think he was more talking about the amount of 40 passes leading up to the goal. Yeah. I mean, I know he's talking about that, but it's like, I mean, at some point it was a deflection. But, you know, it it's national media, dude. They're going to ooze all over. Yeah. Seattle's LA. Ooze and Oz. Yeah. Uh, 59th minute. So going into the second, uh, we see. Anderson Julio and Michael Chang be pulled off. And in substitution comes in Rubio Rubin and uh, Carlos Gomez. Michael Chang, we still liking what we see in? You know, I think I think with Gomez having more time in this one, I liked what we saw a lot more from him in this one compared to what we saw from him in Vancouver. I think the first 5, 10, 15 minutes he was on the field, like it's still, he still needed time to adjust. He was still kind of look, running all over the place like he did in Vancouver, looked a little bit lost. But then once he like really settled into the game, I think we got glimpses of what an exciting player he can be. He had like this, there's this really specific give and go that he had with Savarino that put him in on goal. Um, unfortunately, like Seattle collapsed on him defensively, but it's still, uh, it, it gives me hope, you know, it gives me hope to what he can be. He's he's going to have himself a game on Saturday. I hope so. Unless it's snowing, that might freak him out, but <laughs> yeah. he's going to have himself a game. Well, and what's funny is and interesting is because you were talking about it, Josh, like the, uh, the tactical changes or the calls on the substitutions. I saw a glimpse of Real Salt Lake where I was starting to get excited because you would see more attacking opportunities. Sure. Getting around that 70th minute, right? But then... On the in the seventy second minute, um, Scott Caldwell is pulled off. Whatever, 
Demir Krylock gets pulled off, which I, I I really felt like there was a goal in this one for him. Um, and then you put in Diego Luna, which I agree with it, but I think the timing just wasn't the right time. But also, like, I know if he would have if they would have put him in like the eighty third, I'd be like, oh, you brought him in too right. late. It, it's a damned if you do, damned if you <laughs> yeah. don't, right? And, and then for, and then the other the other one, Justin Miram, just want to you know toss that in there, yeah. but. What were you? What were you guys' thoughts, kind of, on that early substitution? I would say it's seventy seconds, still pretty early. Um, and like I said, not, the, the, the attack was feeling like there was an actual buildup, like kind of finding a groove, and then you pull a key piece, a key player, Demir. It, it was weird to pull Demir in this one and not in Vancouver, right? That's what weirded me out. And, and ta- when and when I talk about tactical, you know, adjustments, it's it's mainly the wing backs getting overrun and not fixing that issue, right? And putting on more attacking players doesn't fix that issue, but we are also down goals, so it it's fine. But maybe have you know Brody or, or Oviedo stay home a little more. Um, yeah, I'm happy Luna gets minutes. Right, there was some controversy from some Pablo comments, you know about uh, about Luna and Rubin coming back. Uh, didn't really warm anyone's heart. Right, didn't give anyone the fuzzies. So do we think? Uh, I mean, did. <clears throat> Let's be realistic. Real Salt Lake, do you think they just kind of went into this like, hey, we're going to lose this? It, this we're going to go down? This is absolutely a game where it was, you know, if we can get a point, dope, but dope. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those. Away. There's a few of those every year. Yeah. Um, it, if this game would have been six weeks from now, I would have fully anticipated like some heavy squad rotation. Who uh, who went down? There was a There was a team. Uh, that went down. I think the uh, it was almost like four zero or five zero. Do we remember the score lines? Uh, there was one team. I think uh, I want to say it's like SKC went no, down. No, that uh, that was zero zero. Yeah, zero zero. Colorado. Oh, really? Zero zero. Yeah, it's a nice result for those two. <laughs> My bad. Let me go back and look. An absolute crap at fest. There was a team that kind of went in this and just kind of hunkered down and. You know, they. I think they went down like three goals. It was like three zero, and then they just they pulled off the attacking players and added more defense. Cause so like, it was us in the playoffs last year. Against pretty Boston. much. I mean, yeah. it's because at that point you got to start thinking about like goal differential and you know how well, how how could that affect you in the future sure. if you go down five zero if there's teams pulling you. Portland was it Portland? It was Portland, and then surprisingly enough, Portland almost came back. Yeah, even you're right. with oh, all those, even with all those defensive substitutions. That's right, dude. Because I think LAFC got three up on them, and yeah. then they came back three two. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. So weird, man. It's LA- like they kind of bunkered in, and then they pulled goals out. LAFC is going to be a weird team this year, at least until summer, because they're still very good, but they're nowhere near as deep as they were last oh, def- year. Definitely not. And we, we've kind of already seen it early on to start the. Uh, to, I mean, in their first game where they started making adjustments, they started making the substitutions, and then all of a sudden Portland starts clawing back into it. Yeah. Uh, New England, let's just go the, the, the score lines over the, the weekend. So Red Bulls, Nashville, tie 0-0. Zero, zero. Uh, New England, three up on the Houston Dynamo. Dude, Houston Dynamo's is just like... Houston's bro. Bad. They should just bad. move well, that team. And it's surprising because they've made so many good adjust- like so many good signings on paper. Yeah, but they hired Ben Olsen. And that yeah, that's what exactly where I was going with that. You know ben I mean? Olsen, I don't think just Ben Olsen is an MLS level coach. Yeah, um, yeah. There was like a there was a goal from Barrero on New England, and then uh, nice the, there's another goal by uh, a player named Bird, which I think was uh, I don't want to say his debut, but I think it was like his first goal probably for the Revs. No, no, Bobby Wood bangers. Uh, 
I think did Bobby actually? Win? I think yeah, he, he, got did. One. he did. He did. Yeah, he, he did. One. Yeah, he got a goal. Nice got little tap in. Yeah, yep. he got the he got the first goal. Well, he's got that, two goals. In two it's gonna be two out of his six until he pulls his hamstring seven times. I don't know, man. Um, you know, players you go and know. perform. Orlando City, Cincinnati zeros. Uh, Atlanta United and Toronto FC one one full time. I'm trying to remember the uh, highlights from that. Man, so MLS three sixty this week was pretty boring. It was. It it did get boring towards the tail end of the yeah. matches. Um, Columbus two zero on DC. I believe uh, Lucas Larion got Bangers. one back or two. Did he have a brace? He had both. Yeah, he got very both. Nice. And they were very nice goals. Inter Miami, dude. This is surprising. Inter Miami oh, over Union. Absolutely. And the the crazy part about that game too was that Inter Miami played a good game, which Whoa. is something we don't see from Miami. Did Did Union rest for Concacaf? No, no, no. Union okay. was uh, Union was pretty much full strength. And I think uh, I don't know if this is correct, but um, they've got a new like French player on Inter Miami, Quarantine Jean. Yeah. Quarantine Jean. Uh, he got the first goal uh, for them. Uh, Inter Miami. I, I mean, dude, you got to think like you know the the messy rumors always seem to kind of surface. And, sure. Uh, they're like always come back and even though they've been shot down or whatever, but those are still in play. But I think that's a club, like a sleeper club that eventually they're going to have like a clean eventually, roster. Yeah. Eventually like they'll be good. Roster. Once I think once they get their own stadium kind of settle in, there'll be, there'll be something. Well then there's no more roster restraints on them because they were, they couldn't, yeah, they, do, they, could, they only could do so much because they got in trouble. But now I think, I think this year is the first year where they can really start to build because they don't have the, the league on them. Yeah. We'll see that, that, that club I think is forever going to be a head scratcher. I think they might always be like there and spending the money, but never like getting across the line. I could see them being that club, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chicago versus uh, NYCFC one, uh, one, um, Pereira. I feel like there's a stat behind. It. I don't think it's. I don't think it's that Pereira. I think there's a different Pereira that like got a scoring. Or, no, I think someone in the league got a hundred appearances over the weekend. I'm trying to think. Who I got is. one. For, I got one for you. What's the stat? So you know how RSL is um, 14 undefeated in season openers. Yeah. Colorado hasn't won. Or Colorado Chicago Fire haven't won in 14 years. Woof. Oof. How about so St. Louis, man? Dude, St. Louis, Louis. 3-1 scoreline over so, Charlotte FC. So are we good or are we just having a good couple games? Like, if you're a St. Louis fan, be weary, right? Like, this is a great start, but probably pump the brakes on your MLS Cup dreams. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. I don't think they're at that level yet. I think they still need to play, obviously, the LAFCs, the Seattles. And but you know what all happens is, like, the Stop debut. pass back goals. But the yeah. debut year, I feel like debut year teams will will get far, lose, and then they come back the second year and, like, we'll win a cup. Just the last couple of years, they've had a couple strong strong openers, right? But, I mean, FC Cincinnati wasn't one. Inter-Miami wasn't one. Charlotte wasn't one. So you're just thinking about LAFC here. And Atlanta. Those and are Atlanta, the only yeah. two. Yeah. Those are only the two that kind of broke out early and, and stayed high. Everyone else still has usually, their tribulations. Usually the, the expansion teams, they they don't do very well in the year and let alone have six points to start the year. Sure. We're, we're just in that sense, like, hey, congratulations, St. Louis, because yeah. I don't think anybody expected it. They've built a decent roster, apparently, with a bunch of names no one's ever heard. Yeah. Uh, never good know, for man. them. They yeah. might run away with it, dude. Who knows? Uh, Austin, Montreal, 1-0. But the biggest headline today, that time of recording, Tuesday, Austin FC trashed. Getting work Club. 
to, to be fair to be fair i think in i think so looking at the lineup i think they went in with way too much confidence they looked at this team they're like oh it's just a throwaway team from haiti we're just going to go out there hopefully walk out there with some kind of decent results to bring back to the second leg but 3-0 dude that's bad bro 3-0 no no drew no no stars in in their lineup i think they like i said i think they just walked in there with way too much confidence that'll get you I don't yeah get, i don't get it <laughs> dude how embarrassing Funny i if any clubs need to be humbled uh fan bases i think Austin's it's austin I, I mean i like austin like that fan base uh they're great but also it's like chill you know right you're we, still the you, new guys on the you got matthew mcconaughey just chill <laughs> <laughs> which also kind of sucks now because on saturday they're probably going to come full strength here absolutely yeah. Pro- yeah they got something to prove now huh yeah um fc dallas versus galaxy 3-1 uh over the galaxy so uh, jesus ferreira with the brace too bad he couldn't do anything in the world cup bro i was you know, really rooting for him, you want to laugh at the the power rankings dude la is, or la galaxy is sitting at near the bottom of the western conference but still it's like number 11 in the power rankings to be fair to be fair they've only had one game it's their, I don't first, care. It's their first game okay however to be fair you're up one nil on the road in dallas and then you just absolutely get smacked by Jesus Ferreira. You, sh- you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be on 11. number 11. Yeah, you shouldn't be 11. Yeah. Colorado, oh, this makes me happy. Colorado and SKC zeros. <laughs> Take the tie. Couldn't be any better scoreline for that game. Colorado Boring, scored, bro. Colorado scored twice in that one. Bro, you got to feel it for Cavincio, bro. Just this team is trash. <laughs> I mean. Cavincio. How do you say his name? I don't want to you know, talk too much about that because we might be. Right there with him. We might be there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, San Jose over Vancouver, 2-1. Whatever. No one cares. Uh, and then, yeah, Seattle Sounders, dude, 2-0 over Real Salt Lake. And not to mention, by the way, a fan at the RS allegedly. Okay, we're just going to read the Facebook post that we tweeted. We literally just tweeted. We didn't say, hey, this didn't happen or it did happen. Yeah, just spreading the word. But why would you word. lie about this? Also, some trash takes from a lot of fans on the Sounder side, but let's just discuss it. If you're not in the loop, uh, we shared a post on the RSL show, and it's a fan talking about their experience in Seattle and something that had had happened. Uh, it sounds like it was on the way to the match or something. Okay, let's read it. So this fan wrote in a post on Facebook, Wrote, so I just wanted to post this here as a warning to whoever is attending the Seattle game tonight. My husband and I were walking from the streetcar to the stadium with our Utah flag and became enveloped by the Supporters Club March. A man whom I regrettably did not take a picture of attacked my husband, saying that he needed to get rid of his Utah flag or he would assault him. He then grabbed my husband by the throat and choked him. This wasn't a casual, in quotes, I'm just playing, end quote, kind of choke. This was an I want to seriously injure you kind of choke, which went on for at least a minute. Another Sounders fan intervened and told us that the guy was just passionate and that we shouldn't have been interrupting their march. To be clear, we were just two people with a Utah flag, not shouting or chanting, just walking. To top it all off, our Utah flag was confiscated at the gate. So yeah, F Seattle, and I really hope someone faces some kind of consequence for this absolutely insane, unprovoked attack. 
Yeah. Now, hang on. Before you guys weigh in, for context, this this post on Twitter has just, like, dude, I've been opening Twitter, and it's just nothing nothing but just notifications. Uh, so far, 35,000 views on it, 145 likes, 19 quotes, 23 retweets. Uh, retweets. But also, um, a lot of, like, Sounders fans or people just kind of coming to... Um, I guess like in defense of their supporters because they're like saying things like, well, you shouldn't be marching next to us or you shouldn't be getting in our way or other things like show us the video proof. It's like the highly most uh, video recorded photograph. Like you got to have a photograph or a video like you're full of crap basically. And uh, I don't know. That just doesn't suit well with me. You know, for being as like as progressive of a fan base as Seattle claims, they sure are using a lot of like old excuse type things that where's the video right proof or didn't happen right yeah and like for me why would this kind of stuff happens all over right like a you have to admit that i've seen it happen here i've had knives pulled me in san jose and colorado right like this happens everywhere but to just discount it is what i have a problem right you as a fan base and a community we have to police ourselves in a lot of ways Right, so for Seattle fans to just say, "Oh no, we're we're holier than thou, and this couldn't have happened," is wrong, right? Yeah, purely. Like I know plenty of people that have been accosted in Seattle. It's a thing, so you gotta you gotta take into consideration that you can have a shitty fan. B, the fact that they choked him for over a minute, like that sounds a little that sounds a little exaggerated, dramatic. but it was probably it probably felt like a minute, probably felt like a minute, right? Ten in, the, in the moment, it's a that's a long time. Being choked for any amount of time is a long time. Yeah. He's lucky they didn't have more friends there that would have knocked the dude out, right? Like, that could escalate very quickly if you've seen in other stadiums. Was it LA, LAFC? The guy had some brawls a few yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. So, like, it, it's just ridiculous that it even happened. And But what's more ridiculous is that they're they're excusing it. Yeah. Right? And saying, oh, you shouldn't interrupt our march. Dude, your march takes up the whole damn street. If you have two away fans that don't know what's going on, I don't know, maybe let them know. Someone for a march say, hey, you may not want to be here right now. You might want to just wait till this passes. You know, you got to do better. You can't just expect someone to know, oh, you're in Seattle. This is our march. You should just know you're not that special. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're not that special. Well, the other thing, too, like somebody somebody came out and was like, well, you should know the stadium policies. You can't bring flags in here. So you're probably just upset that they took your flag and made up the story. Why why would you make up a story like this? No. Yeah, no. And uh, hang on, why is what I, I want to know? Is it a Utah State flag? Was it a Real Salt Lake flag? Right. Why, why is it a Utah flag? Listen, I'm not making light of the situation. It sucks that this happened to you. I fully believe you that it happened. But the other thing, the other consensus too, are like the other statements that have been made. Oh, well, it's highly photographed and highly videographed. It's like, dude, you're not going to have a camera pointed, at especially at a person. crowd in every single nook and cranny. Yeah. Like this could happen. And to kind of fall behind that and say, well, there's no video proof. Right. Uh, you're full of crap. Like it's so stupid. And to just say he's just a passionate fan. He's a passionate fan with anger issues. Passionate douchebag, dude. Right. Get those anger issues under control. I'm a passionate fan and I've never once thought about choking, choking someone. someone out because they had a scarf or a flag. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is our street. Yeah. Stupid. Man. Like stop watching green street hooligans, right? Stop daydreaming about being in a firm. Get over yourself. Be a normal human. Mr. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Can we just do the chant for a sec? 
What, what do they say? Seattle Sounders. Seattle. They just say it back and forth to each other like it's the most original thing. Oh, the win and it. fight is what I'm thinking. Uh, fight, win, win. fight and win. Let's be honest. The Golem fan? Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> 99% of these chants are stupid for every club. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nothing's that original or that cool. Yeah. RSL fan, listen. I hope you guys are okay, and I hope this doesn't dissuade yeah. you from going to away matches. Because they're all. not all like that. No. I've had, I mean, honestly, the best experience I've had with away fans, ugh, this hurts my soul to say this, Kansas City. Oh, boy. It, I'm not even joking, dude. After the final, they see me and Bean just being depressed in the stands and get us drunk, dude. Like They were like, hey, good game, guys. They, they brought us down. They have a club, like a nightclub in the stadium. Oh. And like bar. Was dope. That's so they cool. brought us in there with them, like they're celebrating, but they're buying us beers, and we stayed until they brought the cup oh, in with nice. Colin. Like they were great to us, yeah. Right? I hate them on Twitter, and I hate SKC, but like their fans were great, and I'll fully admit that. Other places not so great. LA, the Galaxy. I've hung out with their supporters groups. Yeah, they're cool. games. They're great. Yeah. You walk San Jose, around, the bro, worst. When you walk, the absolute worst. When you walk around the Galaxy lot, it's like, hey, Holmes, <laughs> your jersey's that full. The Galaxy, hey. You think I'm kidding, man. It's, it's, it's true. Um, to that point, when I went and filmed the... Uh, when I went and shot the uh, Western Cup... No. Was it the Western Final? What was the game? Oh, when we knocked him out. Uh, uh, FC? No, Seattle. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I was there, and I was like filming on the Sounders yeah, yeah, supporter yeah. side. And one of the security guards was like, because I was sitting at my camera, and she's like, oh, where are you from? And this was like before the supporters got in. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm from Utah. I'm like, I'm here filming for KSL, whatever, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, she's like, do not let these guys find out. Like, if they find out, they will like, it's, it'll get violent, violent and weird. So I'm well, like, what? That's so silly. Like, verbal abuse, side. fine. Yeah. Like, we're no different. But to say it's going to get violent, like yeah. you're going to jump the barricade and beat, beat me up. you up, no, yeah. get and out of take here. Take my camera. Towards the cameraman. Get out I know. of here. Yeah, it's what? crazy. So, it's ridiculous. Yeah, thing. it's, a, you know, I think it's a cool stadium. It's probably a cool place to go, but. It's a football stadium, dude. It's not that cool. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Portland Timbers is definitely my favorite, like, Northwest team. Yeah. I take the Timbers way more seriously than I do the Sounders. And I've been to the Timber Stadium, and those guys are actually pretty hospitable. Yeah, they're, I was having beers with fine. Timbers fans. Yeah, they're fine. Oh, and I love that there's Timbers fans in this thread, like just calling out the Seattle trash, dude. Yeah. Oh man! All right, <laughs> they're just they're just being high and mighty, dude. Yeah, that's all it is. Listen to the guy that choked the the, the poor fan out. Don't come to Salt Lake. You're not welcome, dude. Be better. Yeah. Be better. Yeah. Be a better human, bro. Be better. And don't come to Salt Lake. You're not welcome. Yeah, I'm sure he was going to listen to this. Yeah. I hope he does. I hope he tweets at me and exposes himself. <laughs> not it's, in it's, that way. Well, it's not yeah. a real. <laughs> yeah, it's not a real person. Remember, it never happened. Oh yeah, sure. It's not on camera. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so frustrating, man. Anyways, uh, yeah. So listen, we took the L two zero, but I think yep. the fans. Well, well, that fan took the even bigger L and the fans that are de- defending those actions and just being like, well, where's the video proof? Dude, those you, are you the same fans. Those are the same fans that would come after us for Deloitte and say, you guys need to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're high and mighty. Yeah. They can't do anything wrong, but everyone else can. Dude, I hope this like just forms and formulates like a stronger rivalry. You know what I mean? Like oh, the dude, Rapids, bro, we wrote them off 
years ago. Yeah, I mean, I still hate them, but they're nothing to me. They're the little brother. Yeah. They're the annoying little brother that, like, kicks your shins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, not the result that we wanted, uh, but Real Salt Lake looking f- uh, up and forward uh, to the next foe, which is Austin FC, which I think, you know, it could go both ways. You already know what I'm going to say. Uh, fresh off some losses. The, the, the fan base. I think the fan base for Austin FC is, like, kind of in shambles. Like you, when you go on Twitter and you see what they're saying, like they're well, very confused, they're very lost. Um, so that could maybe be a good sign for us. But also to Josh's point and to Alex's point and to Isaac's point, they might come in and just pull out all the stops and be like, "Yo, we got to just stop messing around and let's right. take it to Real Salt Lake." But at the same time, home opener, hopefully a good crowd. It's probably gonna snow. It's gonna be a miserable game. They always are the first of the year, right? So that gives us an automatic edge. Right. For sure. Uh, Arsenal doesn't lose with the orange ball. Knock on wood, bro. Knock on wood. Cool. So how's the squad looking? Uh, we got the suspension. Loffelsend uh, will be out. No, no. he's He only got one game. Oh, yeah. So appealed. he's back for this game. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, he only got one game. Two. So Seattle They got only. appealed pending if he is a good boy for the rest of the year. What? Yeah, they might tack like if he <laughs> tack on if more? he starts picking up some stuff or spits on uh, someone. All right, let's talk about it. Yeah. So Lawfulsend, uh get does a tackle, gets a yellow card. Uh, it's that's it. And then somebody on the Vancouver side gets a better angle or clips an angle of their TV, and it's showing Lawfulsend allegedly spitting towards the player that he had tackled. Yeah. When I see the video. Uh, yeah, he spit, but I don't really think he intended on spitting on him. He fouls him. He gets up. He, he realizes what he did. He went to go check on the player, like helps him up or whatever. Right. Someone that spits on someone's not going to do that. No. And that Vancouver player, had he been spit on, is in Jasper's face pissed off. Yeah. That becomes a thing, right? You don't get spit on and, and don't yeah, you but don't also, react. But I guess like, you know the timing of that, too. Is the timing looks weird. horrible. The angle looks horrible. I... I don't see Jasper as the guy to spit on someone. Jasper is not he's not that guy. He's no. not gonna he's not gonna spit on people, bro. He's a class I think he's a class act. Yeah. He's no Espindola, Espinoza. <laughs> Espindola would have done it too, let's be real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, he's well, a you know, I, he he's a he's a great player. Respects the league. Probably an accident. Looks it's just, it's different from what it was. It's unfortunate. I'd like to hear from Lawfulson. Maybe someday we'll ask him about it. We'll say, hey, dude, are you intentionally spitting on people? Is that what you do? Right. Or was it an accident? Is this is this the great spit of Seinfeld, right? Yeah. With, with the deflection? Yeah. Right? So I don't think his character is in question. No. I just think uh, it's the, the, the bad luck of the draw, bro. You happen to spit at the wrong time. There's cameras everywhere. Just, just a little bit more un- careful. Unfortunate all the way around. I had the, I had the, I had the opportunity to talk to Pablo earlier this week. Um, and he mentioned that it, immediately after the game, immediately after the video surfaced, the first person Jasper called was Dejome, the player he allegedly spit on. Apologized, hashed it out, had a good conversation about it over the phone, and everything was good. What? And that was part of the appeal. That was part of the appeal to say, hey, we talked about it. I, it's not intentional. Like, it was not, no harm, no harm meant, like, was meant to be done. Yeah. And that was part of the appeal got you huh interesting so let's just go around the room is jasper lawfulson the bad guy josh <laughs> yes or no what kind of question is that <laughs> no. is he a bad guy does he spit on people <laughs> no 
Alex? No, not at all. Isaac? No. Uh, I would say no. I don't think he's a bad guy. So just a you know just one of those weird things. Footage comes out, and he owned up to it, and he well did know, he even held he, his peace. He owned up to he spit, but he didn't say he spit on him. Yeah, because he didn't sp- like. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I just want to ask him. I want to ask him that question directly. I think I think league president precedence says that if any of the spit touches a player on max sure which i i do understand and i think that's why i think that's why we're even having this conversation is because just a little bit of it got on to joma's cleats the league found out the league went off precedence but they won't they won't enforce the hands to the face precedent that's right no no and and we see it over and over and over and over again in this league where it the rules only apply to some players Am I am I wrong? You're not wrong. Am I wrong? It only applies to some players. It only comes down to us and Jasper getting suspended because he is Jasper Loffelson and he's from RSL. Hey, bro, careful how you talk to the league, okay? <laughs> yeah, dude. Careful, bro. Andy has to say that because he works that's, for him. That's yeah. that's it. That's I'm, I'll get off my. Hey, man, if I'll, you I'll uh, if you believe in what you just said, go watch. Uh, there's a documentary on Netflix, I believe. It's about the NBA kind of giving favoritism to the players it's about a corrupt referee yeah but it's true man it's uh listen like you know your big your big star players um those are the dudes who are uh putting the butts in seats right so if you're if you're a referee sticking true to those decisions and you're just red carding everybody well then you're potentially pulling a carlos vela you're pulling a chicharito away from like a home crowd at the next match and unfortunately those are the kinds of players that sell tickets and jerseys so you gotta you know this isn't i'm nobody i'm just saying that i think across all leagues basketball and you know nba hockey the, baseball, the bias is all over it's gonna yeah. be there they're gonna they're, you're gonna get some flexibility and in that documentary that i watched which um I, I would love to just get you guys the name you guys got to watch it it's about the dude who was like inside betting he was a referee in the nba um oh yeah it's That's just a, it's yeah, just I a very real thing either yeah so it's 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 just gonna happen. You know what I mean? So uh Jasper, you're not a bad dude, man. Uh relax. Okay. Final thoughts on Austin? Final thoughts on Austin. Austin FC coming to town. Uh you know, the uh the country of Austin FC. And obviously that's a joke. <laughs> the country of Austin FC is in shambles right now. The team is not playing well. The citizens of Austin FC are about to jump ship, right? Like there's plenty of different teams in Texas. Hear me out. The morale is low. Things aren't going well for them. They lost their home opener, right? They did. They did. To St. Louis. They're they're a new team, man, and they they haven't had to deal with the heartbreak. The heartbreak yet. So this is all very new for them. Yeah, man. So it's just a test of how are they going to come into this game? And... Are they going to show up? And, you know, honestly, I think the favor is in Real Salt Lake. We play at this altitude. We own the snow. We we freaking invented the snow and the altitude <laughs> in Salt Lake City. We drive through snowstorms. Like, I dude, I, I remember that big snowstorm we had? Like two weeks ago? Two weeks dude, ago, bro. I was bro. digging cars out. Dude, I, I dug myself out, got stuck, dug myself out just to go get a coffee at the gas station and come back. You, you know, know what how I mean? to put your Jeep in four-wheel drive? It was struggling, bro. That was that deep. It was that deep. So, shut up. Shut up, dude. <laughs> so, what I'm saying is, 
I we live on the west side, bro. The last priority, okay. You live on the east side, dude. They come and do your. I had to first, be to work bro. at six a.m. They didn't touch any of this. All right, I open my car door and push snow. Okay, so listen, we're just having a competition about who's more no, in Utah no, right I now. I think you just didn't put your Jeep in four wheel drive. <laughs> it wasn't four wheel drive, bro. I got dude. I got stuck, and then I, <laughs> I had my to like do different modes. How'd you get stuck? You're higher than me. I I got dude. The snow out there is crazy. Maybe you need new tires, probably. Anyway, we invented... We're on the same team, Josh. Yeah, you're on the same team. We invented snow. <laughs> we invented we the snow. We both got stuck. So Austin's going to come here and just... They're going to... Dude, bro, they're going to freeze. And... Drew is going to hate it. Drew is going to hate it because he's used to like his, you know, 80 degree temperature, 100 degree temperature, and we're just ready to roll, dude. So I think right, my prediction, Real Salt Lake, oh, cause it's, a, it's a slippery ball, though. Oh, slippery deflections. Two zero. See, I'm going three two. I guess you'll be a little wow. closer. Okay, all right. Wow. All right. Let's go. Closer. Let's go around the board, and we'll wrap this one up. Uh, you said three two. Yeah. I said RSL two in favor. RSL favor. Alex. Oh, Alex is the voice of reason. Look. No. 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 And then he's going to say, have, huh, no, no, saying, no, no. like LA going look. Yeah. <laughs> look, bro. You've been hanging around them too they, long. Austin's basically the same exact eleven that they had last year it was a very good 11 it's a, but they've started the season off so rough and i think a lot of it has to do with their backline injuries they don't they're coming into this one without center backs they're playing their wing backs as center backs i i think i think they're in such a funk of being like you know the underdog last year you remember that with, with yeah. felipe i think yeah, they're in ridiculous. such that funk that it's gonna it, they're starting off the season really bad obviously they just got embarrassed in the dominican I'm going to go RSL 2 and win. Wow. You believe, but you don't believe that hard. I'm going to go 2 1 win. All right. I'm going to say 3 0. I love 3-0. it. 3 0. 3 0, bro. Because yeah. uh, Isaac, who invented the snow, bro? Salt Lake City, Utah, my boys. We did. That's right. RSL actually invented the snow. It never snowed in Utah until RSL was founded. <laughs> oh, wow. In 2005? Yeah, 2005 was the first snowstorm. <laughs> That's the first time I remember it snowing. I yep. love this uh, Utah yeah. we're having. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, bro, our motto is like Ski Utah. Yeah. We got license The greatest plates. snow on earth. Greatest snow on earth, dude. It is dude. greatest snow on earth, though. What's, uh, what other mottos do we have around snow? The, oh, like the best powder in the world? Greatest snow on earth. <laughs> yeah, same thing. <laughs> oh, <that we> <laughs> All right, dude. I love, you know, that's, I, love, I love tired, Andy. The greatest snow on earth, though, bro, that's just like a, a play on the greatest show on earth, Barnum and Bailey, the circus. Yeah, dude, it's the snow is our circus. Yeah. We invented the circus. This is our circus. Real Salt Lake's going to take the win over Austin FC. Thanks for listening. Our cell show on KSL Sports. Take it easy. We'll see you guys. Love you. Um, also, hey, uh, go defend the fan who, who got choked. Go on uh, Twitter. Go on Instagram. Talk your... You know, air your frustration, vent your frustration towards Seattle, and just tag at Seattle the whole time. That's right. Take it easy. stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. 
and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great.